Welcome to the Marcia Miyake Show, where our mission is to share thought-provoking ideas, practical tools, and tangible strategies to up-level your life, business, and relationships. I'm your host, Marcia Miyake, leadership and emotional intelligence consultant, executive coach, and conscious mama of two. Through solo episodes and interviews with experts in the medical, research, business, and spiritual fields, this show helps you to shift from the illusion that success in one area of your life means failure in another to the understanding that you truly get to have it all. Let's get started. These are three things we need to stop doing if we want to be emotionally intelligent women. Now, the reason that I chose these three among many other things that could have been included in this list is because these three things are things that we've more or less been conditioned to be like. We've been conditioned that women are supposed to be this way. However, without the proper discernment, this can work against us and does not put us in an empowered position. So let's get started. Number one, we need to stop with the passive or passive aggressive communication. This is huge because most of us were not taught to speak our authentic voice, to speak our truth. We often weren't even taught or allowed to say no. So this is coming down from our parenting, which is why I have very, you know, I have pretty strong beliefs around how we should be parenting our children and how I choose to parent my children around the space of I want them to, you know, within reason, I am the leader in the home, Dan is the leader in the home, but within reason, they need to have some kind of sovereignty and autonomy within the home because when they don't have any leeway and when they are just dictated to all the time, they grow up to be submissive, passive, um, very uh, agreeable, um, and they just respond to authority really well. And many things in this world are on a spectrum. So yes, while we want to have some respect for authority, we don't want to blindly accept authority. And when we go into our parenting, like you will listen to me because I am the mother, you are teaching your child that they don't know what's right for them and that they must listen to authority. And this has some other unintended consequences. So a lot of us as women, you know, we're passive. We don't want to say no. We don't want to ruffle feathers. Uh, maybe our parents didn't respond well when we said no. Maybe we were even um, disciplined if we said no. So we don't, we were never really taught to stand in our power and to communicate our position. And this has resulted in many of us being very passive in our communication, maybe even avoidant because we don't want to experience any kind of conflict altogether. So we're just like not even going to talk about it. And then where the passive aggressive comes in is because some of us were just angry. We have all this unprocessed emotions. And now rather than saying to people what we really think and how we really feel, we're going to make some snide comment. None of that is helpful. And a mature masculine is is not going to find that attractive. Um, and really, that is not showing you in your best light. If you want to show and present yourself as the emotionally intelligent woman that you are, you need to become assertive in the way that you communicate. So you need to mean what you say and say what you mean. Now I have exercised this with women and 
I find that men tend to respond much better because it's it's a little bit more the way that they were trained to communicate. Men weren't taught to edit themselves the way that women were taught to edit themselves growing up. Um, and so they're more used to that blunt, direct conversation. And I have found that some women find it weird when I speak like this, whereas it's like a pet peeve for me when people don't speak to me directly. It's probably why I have the friends that I do that are very direct and we op- we like we're very open to feedback. We invite it. Um, you know, I have a group of girlfriends that we catch up once a month for a mastermind and we share our challenges or what we're navigating and we are like open and receptive to very direct communication and feedback and advice and nobody's offended. Um, and that's very, it's empowering. It's efficient. It's effective. It's just all of the things. And it just means you always know where you stand with someone. For example, if I have a friend who never communicates to me what she's really thinking, I never really know where she stands. If she never tells me anything about her family life, if she's just like super avoidant and quiet and agrees with everything that I say, there's no way you are an individual. There's no way you agree with everything that I say. So to me, I'm just like, am I really seeing the authentic her? It makes me feel not as close to her because I feel like there's a level of inauthenticity. And if you can't be authentic with me and you can't show, you know, express yourself in an honest way, I don't get to feel like I really know you. And that's not really the vibe of an emotionally intelligent woman. So rather than having this passive and passive aggressive communication, we really want to lean into understanding what our truth is and being able to communicate it in an assertive way. Now, really important to note that when we first start communicating our truth, sometimes it starts off clunky. But just like with anything, you're not eloquent and finessed right away. It takes some time. It takes some time for you to find your footing. The other thing is don't use someone else's response as the clear indicator of how you did with your communication. What I mean by that is when you start communicating your boundaries and you're you're clear and you're direct and you communicate your needs, your husband or your friends or your mom, they might not like that because that's uncomfortable and that's new. And I will just encourage you to never, ever shrink for anyone. It just means that you need to iron it out, knead it out a little bit, find the right language, but you're never going to find the perfect language until you first start having the conversations. The first time I started speaking my truth, it probably came out straight up aggressive and that's okay. And I needed to work on it. But if I had never come out with that aggressive part, I would never get to where I am now, where I feel like I can communicate very directly and very calmly, even in emotionally charged situations. And I can just say how I feel and I'm not really worried about how the other person may judge me. And that's where we want to get to. We really want to get to a place where we feel confident in our viewpoint, where we feel powerful enough to say how we feel and know that not everybody is going to accept it. Not everybody is going to enjoy it. And that's okay. You have to live your life for you. Okay. Number two that we need to stop doing if we want to be an emotionally intelligent woman is using our emotions as instructions. Oh my gosh. So back in the day, my emotions ruled me. 
If I was sad, I would act sad. If I was angry, I would act angry. If I was happy, I would take the actions of a happy person. So that's an example of your emotions dictating or being an instruction for how you behave. But your emotions are not stable. They fluctuate. They, they have their highs and they have their lows. And for some of us, they can be quite high and quite low. And for women, you know, we our emotions fluctuate at different times of the month and they can feel very intense. Now, does that mean during those very intense times that you need to just behave dramatically different? Or do we need to pause and bring presence to the emotion and then decide consciously what our next steps are. Not I'm angry, I'm going to yell at Dan. I'm angry, I'm going to, I don't know, do something erratic on the road. Like I'm angry, therefore I get to act out angry. That's very emotionally immature. That is not the vibe. Um, this isn't this isn't inviting, whether it's for a partner or for a friendship. If I know that the person is emotionally volatile, that's not fun. People want to be around people that are pretty level. Now, that doesn't mean we don't get to experience big emotions. It doesn't mean we don't get to experience sadness, maybe even depression at some points in our lives. But what it does mean is that we are called to be conscious enough and present enough with our emotions that an emotion doesn't arise and we just immediately act on that emotion. You know, one of the questions I get asked a lot, both in my coaching practice and in my direct sales business is how do I be, how do I stay motivated? Well, you don't stay motivated because motivation is an emotion and there's going to be some days where you feel it at a higher level and some days you're just going to be like, I don't feel motivated at all. It doesn't mean there's something wrong with you. It doesn't mean that you're broken, but this is where your discipline comes in. I'm not motivated, but I really, okay, for example, I really didn't want to go to the gym today. I'm, my identity is not of someone that goes to the gym regularly yet, right? So there was resistance and I didn't want to, I didn't feel like it. And I said to myself, like, Mars, like, are you only going to go when you feel like it? And the thing was, it was hard. Like when I got on the bike, I, there was resistance for sure. And then I pushed through it. And guess what? By the end of it, I was like, okay, it wasn't the most bomb ass workout, but I'm so happy that I did it because I didn't act on my emotion. When your emotion, this is a really good tip. When your emotion does not match your goals, this is where your habits and your disciplines come in. Because if we only just like, if we only just went by our feelings, none of us would still be married. None of us would still have a job or a business or any of the things. So in some instances, we know when our emotion is like, oh, I've got to override that emotion, but you've got to override your emotion at any point. So what I mean by that is if you don't feel like going to work, but you have to go to work on a Monday, you're still going to go to work even though you don't feel like it. So you know you have the power to overcome that emotion. Yet going to the gym, I was second guessing myself. But if I didn't feel like going to work 
and I had a job that I had to go to, it wouldn't even be a question in my mind. I'd just roll my eyes, but I would go. Whereas with the gym, there was a lot more fight in me, right? A lot more resistance. So your emotions are just data points. They're just pieces of information. Okay, so for example, we want to um, take the power out of our emotions by just being with them. Number one is bringing the presence. And I also like ask questions. I try to contextualize my emotions. So I didn't feel like going to the gym. So there I am making my drink, you know, putting my collagen in. And then I'm like, why didn't I feel like going? Oh, yeah, it's probably because I was up later than usual yesterday. And I didn't get the sleep that I wanted to get. So I asked, you know, why, why am I feeling this emotion? And if you ask, you're going to find some answers. And when you find some answers, then you realize the validity of your emotions in that moment, mm, they're not as intense and it's not as justifiable. And then it takes the pressure off and you're like, okay, I got to go to the gym. I got to go just do this thing. So your emotions are just data points. They're just pieces of information that you get to ask questions of that will give you more context. And with that context, you make decisions. Okay. And number three, if you want to be an an emotionally intelligent woman is stop trying to have an answer for everything, i.e. stop trying to win arguments, stop trying to prove your point, stop trying to be right. This is super unattractive. It it shows a sign of lack of confidence. Um, And it really isn't capitalizing on the true power of a woman. So I believe that a woman's power is in her silence. Um, Because obviously, like I'm talking to you on a podcast and I'm, I'm here to teach. So I'm using a lot of words. But in my day to day, I actually don't talk that much because I want my words to have impact. I want my words to carry weight. What I mean by that is if you are constantly nagging your children or you're constantly nagging your husband, guess what? Your words begin to lose value. Okay. In other words, the saying this is choose your battles. Okay. There's some things that are worth some pushback and some things that are just let it go. And we have so much power when we just don't respond. Actually, one of my ex-boyfriends said that to me. Funnily enough, who's a high-profile lawyer, and sometimes, obviously, we would would not agree on things. And he said, Mars, you know what I I love that you do that I'm going to work on? And he's like, you don't say things when you're angry. Like you don't feel like you need to say anything. And he goes, and then you sit with something and the next day you say something to me about it. And because you've made me wait so long, like I'm listening to what you say. That was not a strategic move on my part. That was not a strategic move. That's just my innate desire to not want to fight. Like I just really didn't want to fight with him. And to really gather my thoughts, like a lot of us as women, and I definitely used to be like this, is I will work through my thoughts as I'm speaking. So we'll be arguing and I'm sorting through my thoughts. And that's like a scarcity mentality of like, you need to like figure it out right there. And then you need to prove your point. Like, 
I would rather, if I'm confident in my position in an argument, I'd rather walk away and like be like, okay, sure. Okay. And like totally not a condescending way, but like, okay, let's just, let's just pause on that for a second. Why don't we come back to this tomorrow? And then from a very grounded place, we can continue that conversation. And that sometimes meant that he would have the last word. But guess what? I don't care. It's not important to me to look like I have the one up on my man. Like for what? Right? So I would leave it and then I would come back to it. I'd come back with like a lot more wisdom and I'd feel more secure in my response. I'd feel more confident with my response. So I kind of touched on something similar to this when I was talking about, um, you know, like how to manage your emotions in business about like not responding when you're angry. As a woman, your power is in your silence because you know what? You, you know what reeks of a weak woman? A woman who has just lost her shit and she's like yelling at her husband and now he's looking at you like you're crazy, which just makes you even more furious, right? You're giving your power away. You've completely given your power away rather than pausing, letting that emotion be gathering your thoughts because all of this right this is this is um showing a massive amount of emotional control if you are the person that's usually responding and like arguing back which is what I used to be like to go to the woman who doesn't have to respond at all is huge it's huge and so I'm going to challenge you to think about how you respond in arguments and do you need are you one of those people that like have to comment on things like you see something that triggers you on on social media and you like have to put in your two cents like do you really do you really like right now at time of recording there's some stuff going on in the world that um is very triggering for me and I was like you know at some points I feel like if someone says something ignorant there's part of me the ego in me that wants to be like hey that's wrong but I'm like for what Morris why would you waste your very valuable words that when you're anytime I speak I want people to listen and to understand that what I'm saying there's 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 energetic power in what I'm saying that I don't just get up to speak and to have stupid opinions about everything because I need to have my voice heard. That's a sign of insecurity. So let's anchor back into our authentic power and remember that our power is in our silence. There's a whole um, Buddhist like philosophy on this about, you know, I think it's, it's Lao Tzu that talks about, um, you know, the wheel it's in the spoke in the space of the wheel of the spokes that create is where that's where the power lies right without the space in the wheel the wheel doesn't turn so we look at the spokes like that's what makes the wheel turn but it's actually the space within the spokes where can you create space where can you create silence so that your words become so much more powerful so let's go through these again 
So three things to stop doing if you want to be an emotionally intelligent woman. Number one, we're going to stop that passive or passive aggressive communication. Number two, we're going to stop using our emotions as instructions. And number three, we are going to resist the urge to respond to everything. And in those three things, we are going to create so much more personal power in our lives. We're going to feel so much more confident. We're going to be radiating that confidence and we're going to become so much more magnetic. Thank you so much for taking the time to be with me today. If you love this episode, please share it with someone. And if you're a longtime listener, it would mean the absolute world to me if you would rate and review this show on iTunes. I love you so much and I can't wait to connect with you on the next episode. And remember, it's not only possible to have it all, it is your birthright.